It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome to this episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. I'm Chloe, the creator and host of this award-winning show, and it's my aim in every episode to help you find ways to improve your e-commerce business. So thank you for tuning in. And by the way, I would love to know how this show helps you. You can let me know via social media by using the hashtag #ecommasterplan. That's with two M's in the middle. Now, in today's episode, we're catching up with a fellow listener to the show who just about a year before we're recording this gave up his um, his very good job in the world of accountancy to focus full-time on the business he'd been running as a side project. And we're going to talk about both how he juggled running um, a successful career with running a successful e-commerce store and then the steps he took to make sure that giving up his job was going to work out, that that business was going to succeed and was going to thrive. We also touch on a few of the marketing methods he's used um, and a couple of the other tools he's used to keep things on track. So there's a lot of really interesting stuff coming up in this episode. So I think you're going to like it. Before we get into that, though, please do check out the sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform for brands of all kinds and sizes. Whether you're an entrepreneur just starting out or you're part of a marketing team at a multinational brand, Clavio will give you everything you need to create memorable marketing moments, building customer relationships that keep shoppers coming back time and time again. Get started with a free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com slash master plan. Don't think people are using cryptocurrencies? Guess again. Coin Payments has been around since 2013, processing over $6 billion in crypto payments to date, and the numbers keep growing. Stop leaving money on the table and start accepting Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin and other crypto payments for your business. Coin Payments makes it easy and affordable with just 0.5% processing fees and with its simple Shopify, WooCommerce, Magento and other major e-commerce plugins. Go to coinpayments.net forward slash masterplan to get in on the action. And now to introduce today's special guest. Daniel McLenn is the founder at Solace Jewellery. Founded in 2015, Solace specialises in hypoallergenic jewellery, and they are now on track for doing 250,000 sales in 2020, which is more than triple what they did last year. Hello, Daniel. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thanks. And congrats on the, on the growth. That's really impressive. Thank you very much. Now, I've given our listeners a quick overview of you and your business and where you are now, but how did you get into the world of jewellery and the world of e-commerce? Yeah, I was actually working in finance at the time I started the business. Um, to be honest, I didn't really know what I was doing or, or how I was going to scale the business, but I knew I had a really good product and a huge market to sell to. But because I was working full time and young, you know, I went through months where I wouldn't wouldn't touch the business once where I worked really, really hard. Um, and it was paying for a holiday each year and a, and a few nice things. So um, I, I was fairly happy putting in a few hours a week for that return. Um, but actually, I was doing the complete opposite in my career. And, and, and 
got to finance director level for a small um, to medium-sized business. Um, and each step of the way, I thought that the promotion and extra money would, would give me that happiness and satisfaction. But it began to dawn on me that it would never be enough. And I was sick of doing the same repetitive task over and over again. <laughs> so I finally decided that the, the business was my ticket out of work for someone else. And, you know, in, in a get out of a job that I, that I, you know, that I hated. So, um, and plus my son was about to be born um, and I didn't want to do what a lot of dads unfortunately experience, which is not seeing their kids during weekdays because of working long hours like I was. Um, so yeah, after a few weeks of, um, sort of talking about it with my wife, you know, we decided to take the leap of faith and I basically had six months to make it work or I'd be looking for another job. So yeah. I get the, the rationale behind the baby's about to arrive. It's time I, I quit <laughs> the nine to five, but that's, that's a big financial leap, isn't it? Yeah. I was actually getting married in the following April as well. So, um, <laughs> Just, just to add a bit of pressure, but, um, but yeah, we'd, we'd, you know, we'd, we'd worked hard in the past and, and sort of knew that it was the right thing for us as a family. So it was, it was quite an easy decision for me. But I guess, you know, like you say, the financial commitment is a bit different. We'll come back to that because um, I, I really want to explore how you did it. Because I think, I think a lot of people listening are going, oh, I'd love to do that, but, but the actual mechanics of how beyond writing the, the resignation letter I think I'd, I'd love to get into um but I also and I also want to get into how you managed to juggle um progression in the world of accountancy which involves a lot of exams from what I can uh, remember from friends who've done it um into with, with another business on the side but before we do all of that let's just let people know a little bit about um solace jewelry as it is right now so where are you and where are you selling to so I'm based near Milton Keynes, which is in the UK. Um, the majority of our sales are in the UK. However, we do ship all over Europe and sell to the USA on our Etsy store. Cool. And um, tell us a bit about the product. Yeah, so we sell jewellery to the one in seven people who suffer from a metal allergy um, and anyone else who wants high quality tarnish-free jewellery. And um, we do this by selling stainless steel jewellery, titanium jewellery, um, and yeah, it's just, it's a really good quality. It lasts a long time and people, you know, our customers really, really love it and say it's, it looks far more expensive than it actually is, which is a, which is a compliment, but maybe I need to put the prices up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that, is that, is that a good thing or is it an opportunity Oh, tricky, a tricky one? Now, what platforms, and you mentioned Etsy there, but you've also got the website. So what, what's the website on? Yes, so 99% of our sales are on Shopify, to be honest. Um, not all of our products are on Etsy. I was just testing it out um, as, a, as a way into, I guess, the US and, and around the world um, because it deals with all of the, the tax implications, obviously being an ex-finance, you know, aware of these things and, and, and you know, cautious of them. Um, but yeah, I've been adding to look. Um, I've been looking to add in the, the plugin to Shopify for Etsy, but I'm not sure how profitable it would be. So, so it could be a nice a nice way. As many people do use a marketplace to test out overseas before deciding whether it's the right way to go or not. Yeah, but it's but it's mainly all about that Shopify site at the moment. Yes, definitely. Cool. And given you're on Shopify, do you have any particular plugins or apps you'd you'd like to recommend? Yeah, we use Yotpo for our reviews and their loyalty reward scheme. 
um, which has been really important um, for us uh, for social proof. And, you know, I, I know that it's the number one reason that we've got such a good conversion rate. Um, I've also recently installed a, an app called Decode, which puts the discount code box in the cart page because a lot of our people couldn't uh, find it. And, and actually, another app that made me realize that was a chatbot, actually, because um, before I just would never have known that. Um, but we had a lot of people sort of speaking to us um, saying, you know, where do you put the discount code um, for our first offer? And um, another good one is Infinite Options, which has allowed us to add value to our service, such as adding gift notes and, and different gifting card designs and jewelry boxes um, to the order, which obviously also increases average order value. Yeah, I think often when we're talking, when we talk upsells, people think about um, a second product, but there's an awful lot of upselling you can do to enhance the product they're actually buying, which is is almost like easy money in some ways, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. As long as you're adding value and adding, you know, not just charging for things that potentially should be included. I think um, we, we sort of position it as especially for the jewellery boxes, we don't want to send out all this cardboard and all this packaging when we can reduce it. It makes me really angry when you get a, a sort of a package that's, that's huge for a tiny little product. Uh, we try and be as sort of compact and environmentally friendly as possible. Um, but also we then upsell the, the jewellery box, which is a, a sort of a sideline. And we didn't charge for that for a long time. But, um, you know, to make thing, to make it viable and to make it profitable, you know, as a business, we had to make that decision. Nice. And it's clearly working. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what does the team look like? Is there more than just you now? Yes. So um, we really push the fact that we're a family oriented business. Um, we want to keep as much in-house as possible. So I now work full time in the business. Um, my wife, who's actually a midwife, um, she deals with all the customer service emails uh, in and around her job. Um, we've got two part-time staff who pack the orders and we do actually outsource our Facebook ads um, and a little bit of copywriting. Um, and I've got a VA who does ad hoc stuff for the around the stock for me. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it. It's amazing um, these days how easy it is to, when you're the kind of the founder owner to, and the, you know, the primary member of staff to be, going, actually, Facebook ads, important, but I don't have the time to master it. And it's too important for it to be left till Friday afternoon when I suddenly go, oh God, I've not done anything with the Facebook ads again today. And you can quickly outsource it. And VAs, it's it's amazing how you can do that to to help accelerate the, the growth of the business without having to commit to a full-time employee. Definitely. I mean, you know, I think there's a sideline to that though, that to, to be able to scale you know, you do have to get the right agency and, and that can cost um, money. So you do have to have things in place beforehand to be able to do that. But yeah, definitely. Um, I think I got it to a, to a reasonable level. Uh, and, and, you know, that the, the shift was from me doing it every couple of weeks to actually doing it two to three times a week. Um, but again, you know, I wasn't an expert and I needed that, that expertise to take it to the next level to, to, to get the growth that we've seen. Yeah, so it's such a such a good thing to outsource. Right. Um, I said there was like a million and one things we were going to come back to. So let's do them vaguely chronologically, Daniel. Um, first off, you were 
progressing very successfully a, a career in accountancy at the same time as running an e-commerce business on the side, um, which which I believe involves quite a few evening classes and, and exams as well, doesn't it? Yes. And as the business sort of grew, although it wasn't, you know, doing huge numbers, it did sort of make my love for accountancy waver a little bit. And I think, so I never actually fully qualified because I knew, I was basically getting myself tied down to a company that I knew that I didn't want to work for eventually. <laughs> um, but I, had to make, I sort of had to have a difficult conversation with my boss to say, look, I, I want to stop this now. And I, I was only a year and a half away from being fully chartered. So I'd, I'd done a good five years of, of evening classes. Um, but yeah, it was, it, you know, it, it was hard. And that's part of the reason why it took me so long to actually see see the growth because I was getting good promotions and good pay rises. And it was, you know, it, it was going in the right direction. Whereas, the, as you know, growing a business, it isn't as easy as, you know, you just start it and then people flood in and, and buy. So I guess you you take the path of least resistance. Um, but, you know, in, in some ways, I wish I'd spent more time in the business, but in others, I now have a really solid platform to now grow my business because of the jobs that I've had. Yeah, it's given you a lot of skills and it's um and obviously running it alongside and not waiting till you decide to quit to start it means you had something to get going with. Um with at that point. For anyone out there who's trying to juggle it with uh juggle running an e-commerce store with a full-time job, any kind of tips on maintaining sanity? <laughs> well, maybe not sanity, but um <laughs> The the biggest thing for me was, you know, stop, get, well, get up early and have a good morning routine, um, you know, get yourself ready for the day, learn where you can. So I used to have um, a two to three hour commute. Um, so it'd be an hour to an hour and a half there and back. And instead of listening to the radio, I used to li listen to audio books and podcasts. And then when I got home, I had something that I've learned to implement. And it, by, by continually learning, obviously you're, um, increasing your skills, but actually it's giving you motivation to implement rather than listening to the radio. You get home and think, oh, you know, I've, I've just done a long day at work. Can't really be bothered. It, it gives you a reason because you, you, while it's fresh in your mind, you want to then tackle it. And you just got to work hard and think, you know, a couple of years of your life versus the rest of your life. How do you want to, how do you want to live that? You know, you, you spend four years in a career you know, just sort of five years of, of, of hard work. And then, you know, you could potentially, if, you, if your business is so really successful, sell and then sort of have 35 years off. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm I'm certainly going to second any advice that involves listening to more podcasts and more audio books. Um, no self-interest there at all um, <laughs> on my part. Okay, so let's, let's then move on to what's happened more recently, which you said um, you gave yourself six months to make the e-commerce business work, which I think is quite... Um, Oh, clearly very sensible, but something which a lot of people I don't think do. I think they think they've got to get the business to the point where it's matching their salary before they quit the job. And I think that that to me is something which is incredibly hard to achieve. You've got to give yourself that window of opportunity. So was that something which, because you know, I'm very aware, my, even my, myself, I learn things when I look back and I realize, oh, look, I gave myself six months to make that work. Was that something you, you realized in advance? You were like, actually, we're going to put a deadline on this. Or was it kind of in retrospect, you went, 
you know, you're a month in, you're going, actually, I need to give myself more time. No, it was definitely something that we had planned, especially because the wedding was coming up. So I needed to know that I had enough money, you know, for, and actually, uh, I missed this part out. My uh, my wife was actually on maternity leave. So um, <laughs> we actually didn't have her wage coming in either. Um, but yeah, you know, we'd worked hard. We, we'd had a couple of years of not having, having holidays or, or expensive holidays, that is. Um, you know, I, I didn't take money out of the business so that I knew that I had enough um, to, to not take a wage for six months, which, you know, I'm quite fortunate to be able to have done that, definitely. Um, but I didn't spend, you know, so that I could I could actually do that. Um, I feel like in the last sort of 10 years, I've really, well, five, probably five to 10 years, I've really sort of learned about my own personal finances, which has helped the business, definitely. Um, so I would say do that first. But um, yeah, you've, you've got to give yourself a, a window because, you know, I was, I was in quite a lot of money. I was even now, you know, I'm not paying myself what I was before, but you've got to think actually, what, what do you need to live? And, and my sort of family life now is so much better because I'm not working long hours that that money's almost irrelevant to, to, you know, it's, it's not as, as a factor anymore necessarily in how much I want to earn. So um, maybe a little bit of prioritization as well of can you take a pay cut um, and how long can you sustain that for? Um, because you, I don't think you'll regret it, you know, because you learn so much. I think it, it's um, it's one of those things which at each pay rise, you seem to, when, back when I had jobs and when I got pay rises, um, that were determined by someone else. <laughs> of course, now I determine my own, and I'm I'm the most evil boss in the world. So you know, but um, well, back when you have pay rises, it's like, oh, I've got an extra couple hundred quid a month coming into the account, and immediately it goes. It doesn't go into savings. It doesn't. You don't feel like life's got better. It's just you're wearing slightly more expensive clothes, or slightly more expensive shoes, or you've got a slightly more expensive car, which fundamentally is exactly the same experience of getting from A to B. You're just paying more for it. And I think it's it's not even really downsizing. It's not necessarily hardship, but it's amazing how much money you actually need month to month. It can give you so much freedom in your life. Yeah. I mean, a good example of that is I was driving around in a very expensive brand new X5. Uh, I was lucky I was in the motor trade. So actually, you know, that didn't cost me the full amount. <laughs> but still, a considerable, you know, amount. And now, you know, I drive a sort of a couple of thousand pound golf and because I, I, I work from home because I run my own business, I actually don't go out in the car. So it, it actually doesn't make any difference in my world, um, which I absolutely love cars. You know, it's it's one of those things that was really difficult. It, I thought it was going to be difficult, but the freedom that this has allowed me to have is, is far outweighs any materialistic things that you have. And so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's so true. So so I guess the advice to someone out there who's thinking about when do I do this? It's like right, do some saving, and then set a date, and go for it. Yeah, reevaluate your expenses definitely. And once you once you hit that six months, did you before that six month window started? Were you already planning what you'd do, or was kind of like the first job um, once you were full time on the e commerce store to go right? What what's what's my path to achieving my six month goal? Was the first kind of week planning? It was really strange because actually four months in, 
I was thinking, oh no, what have I done? <laughs> I've, put, I've put my family at financial, you know, at risk and have I made the wrong decision because I've decided to work um, a lot or, or try to build up the wholesale orders. Um, I was trying to push all these different traffic, um, I guess, I guess ways of, of getting revenue rather than actually just focusing on what I was actually doing well. And once I realized that and started focusing on the things that we were doing well and just scaled those, the business just flipped on its head and it, it all of a sudden started to grow. And no doubt um, lockdown has helped us, people being at home, you know, spending more, people can't buy experiences, so they're buying more gifts, things that are actually physical gifts. So, you know, in some ways I've been lucky with that, but you've got to make your own luck and you've got to be there to to do that. So um, I'd like to think that ha- had we not have had lockdown, it was still going in the right direction. And uh, this has just accelerated it and we've we've learned from it. Um, but yeah, it was a really strange start of the four months. And, but you never know how close you are to success. And I think if you give up maybe a, a couple of days too early, you might miss it, which is re- one of the things that sticks with me. Well, completely. And if you hadn't have tried to do everything in those first four months, you wouldn't necessarily have known what to then double down on and what to focus on because the wholesale could have taken off or the Etsy store could have taken off. And there's, you've, it's that, I think that's one of the trickiest times when you're really focusing in on a business is at what point to start giving up on things and what point to make the switch from, we've got to try everything to the point where you go, actually, if I focus in on these, that's my initial path to growth and we can revisit some of these later but it's really hard turning something off i used to think that i gave up too easily but actually now that i look back i think actually i was just being sensible you you test and then you move on and that might might not work for everyone or for every channel you know a lot of this does take a lot of hard work but i think if the early signs are there that it's not going to work um you know, you've got to listen to that and listen to your gut and, and go with the things that are working. We're now almost exactly a year on from you. Uh, as we record this, we're about exactly a year on from when from when Daniel gave up his job. And you've achieved, you know, huge growth in sales in that time. Yes, potentially partly down to lockdown, clearly partly down to realising four months in, we need to shift strategy and focus in on these things. What uh, what do you think has been the the, the key thing that you've done that's led to that you know more than tripling of sales year on year question um i mean really focusing on the message that we've that we put out and really understanding the customer um, and actually learning to, to change if it's wrong because where our lines were very geared towards sort of 20 to 30 year olds um before by listening to the reviews that we get, by obviously collecting them in the first place, which is really important, um, but listening to the data that you're getting, we realized that a lot of people are actually buying for their daughters. So obviously then a kid's range coming in took off. And it's, had I just said, no, that's that's not my customer. I know what kind of products we need to sell, but actually not listen to the reviews, then... Um, we may not have had a kids range, but um, but so now I've segmented the two different ranges and, and, and the marketing that goes along with that. 
so they're super targeted so the messages is really well um and just doing more of everything so more emails you know more google advertising facebook advertising all the all the things that we're seeing good success with sort of doubling down on them and, and stop focusing on other things that could potentially make make us money um everything's singing well first it is one of those challenges isn't it there's just so much you could do um in the world of e-commerce there's always something else you could do and it's occasionally i get i get emails from listeners who've been to the website and have gone oh Chloe, if you did this you'd do more if you did this you'd do better and all the rest there's some of these lovely emails of suggestions for the website and i'm like Yes, I know. I know there's so many holes in my website. There's so many holes. And if you, you've only spotted a 10% of them at most, but there's other things which it's more important to do. And it, it's that kind of thing, you know, you come onto, a, onto any e-commerce site and you go, oh my God, they should have done this, they should have done this, they should have done this. And it's like, ah, so, so much on that list. But, but real success comes from working out what it's worth doing, not just what could be done. Yeah, I think one of the things that I should have mentioned was obviously listening to the data, so being very um, sort of analytical and, and, and financially driven, um, looking at the numbers. Um, I knew that if I increased my conversion rate by sort of 1% or 2%, what that would then do. So is that achievable? Yes, right, go work towards that. And I knew the numbers that it would bring, so I knew how much time and effort and resources to put into that. The same with average order value. So, you know, in the last sort of 12 months, we've really grown our average order value by offering different things, adding more value. And um, by all, by doing that, actually, the conversion rate has naturally increased. Um, and, and that messaging piece is doing, is doing that as well. So um, again, that's just doing more with what you have rather than looking at all these other um, channels that it could work. Given we've gone chronological, I can't I can't end this section of the podcast without asking you what's what's coming up. What have you got planned um, in the business to to take you even further? Yes, so Q four is on our doorstep, um, so that's really exciting. Um, we've been ordering a huge amount of stock, testing new ranges, adding to our existing ones, so that we can capitalize on on Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the Christmas period. Um, and obviously just getting ready getting ready for that. It's going to be a, a crazy time with all hands on deck packing, I think, but we need to keep the marketing going. Um, so that, that's a bit of a challenge <laughs> of a resource. But um, we've also got a stand booked at Spring Fair in February next year, which is the largest UK home and gifts show. So again, going back to that wholesale piece, um, you know, we're hoping to really grow that in, in 2021 but obviously with with the high street struggling the way it is i'm not sure that that's such a sensible move so we really just need to be careful about who we do business with and ensure that the terms are right for us rather than just chasing numbers i think it's it's a time to really be to be cautious and and to be sensible about what you're doing on your business E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. 
Success in 2021 means building stronger relationships with your customers. Last year saw a lot of consumers switching to buy online, leading to surges in new customer acquisition. So how are you planning on turning your new first-time buyers into profitable repeat customers? Well, that's what Clavio is for. Clavio helps businesses create memorable marketing moments through email, SMS, and personalised website experiences. And that is what creates repeat purchases. That's why Clavio, the ultimate e-commerce marketing platform, platform is used by over 50,000 e-commerce brands around the world. Get started with your free account today. Visit clavio.com slash masterplan. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O dot com slash masterplan. Don't know where to start when it comes to cryptocurrencies? Don't worry, CoinPayments is here to make your transition into crypto as smooth as possible so you can enjoy lower fees, more security and access to new shoppers eager to spend crypto. Get crypto payment options on your online store within 24 hours with our simple Shopify, WooCommerce, Magento and other major e-commerce plugins. Go to coinpayments.net forward slash masterplan to learn how you can start accepting crypto payments today. It's time for the Top Tips Round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So, Daniel, are you ready for the top tips? Yes. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? So, this is my favorite part of the podcast. So I was a little bit nervous <laughs> for this one. Um, <laughs> It's hard because there's so many great books and it really depends where you are in your business and what type of person you are. But um, if you're starting out, uh, I think your book, How to Get Profit That Buys, is a great resource. If you've been going a little longer and have a team, uh, there's a book called Traction by Gino Wickman that offers up some really solid business advice. Traction is an awesome book. I'd, I'd say very definitely worth reading alongside my book. Definitely. Um, both, both very good, yes. Yeah, both very, very good. I read both of them. Um, <laughs> cool. And then the uh, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So I think the default answer to this has got to be ads, hasn't it? Because they are so effective. But I'm going to say grow on your customer list and sending out regular emails because I see tons of other business owners who hate doing this because they're not sure what to send or what to say, but they're missing out on one of the most profitable revenue sources there is. Um, you know, and I get it, it's hard to think of things to say, but I guess once you get once you get going and once you focus on adding value rather than selling, it's actually really easy. And it's one of the things that we've done really, really well this uh, this year. I always like a recommendation for email marketing. Okay, a tool top tip then. Maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app, or just a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? So I actually get really frustrated with all the different apps that people use for communication. It's uh, I've got two or three the different contacts for it, you know for the business use, and it gets so confusing. So I try to stick to WhatsApp. But um, one thing that makes me much more effective is, is scheduling my time just on my, on my calendar, on my phone, and, and setting up reminders um, to keep me on track. And if I don't get it done, I move it to later in the day or the week, but I'm not allowed to delete it. I have to get that done. And, and that just really focuses focuses me and, and makes sure that I get what is most important that we've done. I like that because it's so easy just to be busy. 
and to finish a day and think, oh, I was really busy today. So it's been a good day when actually the key thing you need to achieve that week just gets lost somewhere. Yeah. One thing that I've learned from that book, Traction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and time blocking, almost building in appointments with yourself to do things is such a great way of making sure things don't get lost. Yes. Uh, okay, the growth top tip. If you met someone today who's focused on growing their e-commerce business from 100 orders per month to 1,000, what would be your number one tip for them? Good question. I'd say focus on creating trust on every page of your website and all the communication that you send out. You need to really understand your customer and ensure that you're sending out the right message that resonates with them in the language that they use. And once you've done that and you've got your website optimized to capture data and it's an easy flow to purchase, you can then start to push traffic to your website. I think if you focus on pushing traffic first, you're going to struggle to grow profitably because it's you're going to lose so much in the website that's not ready for it. Even more good advice. And um, and obviously, that last question in particular, that's what you've been doing for the last year. So that's that's properly top advice, everyone listening. Yeah. Um, Daniel, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find you and your business on the web and social media, please? Yes. So the website is Solace Jewelry. That's the UK spelling of jewelry. Um, and for the social media, it's at Solace Jewelry, all one word, um, and Instagram, solace.jewelry. Um, where else have we got? <laughs> if you want to <laughs> connect with me, LinkedIn, Daniel McLean, um, to, to, to chat and help where I can. Excellent. I think you've got an offer for our listeners if they're, if they have, um, allergies and they want to check out some of your jewelry. Yeah. So here's my plug. So <laughs> the, um, I'm offering 20% off for the listeners using code, uh, master plan all in capital letters. So if you want jewelry that is tarnish free, perfect for sensitive ears, you can try us out risk-free because we've got a happiness guarantee. So you can't go wrong. I love it. A happiness guarantee. Well, um, Daniel, thanks so much for coming on the podcast today. Um, it's been awesome chatting with you. It's always lovely to have a listener on the show. Um, and it's been really interesting exploring kind of a, a different angle of how we make e-commerce successful and getting ourselves organized and focused on the right things. So um, so thanks for coming on. No, thank you. It's it's been a real pleasure. I was quite nervous because, like I say, I do, I do listen to this, and, and and this podcast has really helped over the past sort of few years to to really help me focus. So it's it's great to be able to give something back, hopefully. But yeah, thank you very much. Awesome, thank you, Daniel. So for those of you out there who are thinking about taking the plunge um, and going full time on your business, or for those of you who've, or who've recently done it, or for those of you who are looking to, to get up to that thousand orders per month level, that's been a great episode for you. So some really, really clear advice on how to structure things so as it works for you. And I think that's something which we often get obsessed with. Oh, I'll do the Facebook ads and I'll, I'll you know, add the social proof and I'll tweak the website and I'll sort out the products and the stock. But we often forget about how to structure it so as it works for you. So as you're setting yourself up for success and some great advice there from Daniel around elements such as you know, don't expect yourself to be able to match your salary the second you give up your job. You've got to give yourself that, that time. Good to have a deadline, but you've got to give yourself a reasonable period of time to make sure you can actually implement things because you can do so much more when A, you've got the time and B, you've got that single point of focus. 
going back a bit to when he was juggling work and running the e-commerce business as well, I loved that A, he was using kind of that dead time of doing a commute to listen to podcasts and, and audiobooks, but also that he was doing that. So as when he got home, he had that level of inspiration that would stop him from going and sitting on the sofa and turning on Netflix, but getting him to the point where he would then go and actually go and do an hour's work on the e-commerce business to take it up a level. So many good bits and pieces in there. I'm sure that's helped a lot of you. You can get your notes from today's show, including the top tips and links to the various things we mentioned by heading over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. And there you can add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business that come out in our weekly newsletter. Now, if you're in a similar position to Daniel or you're thinking of creating your own e-commerce business, if you're in that kind of startup first 12 month phase, then you should go and check out ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash startup, where we have put together a page full of all the various resources we've got to help you at that stage of your journey. So there you will find lists of all the podcast interviews I've done with people in that kind of first year, including the full series of episodes we spent uh, last year following Simon from UXB Skincare on his journey and this year's startup story who we're tracking, uh, which is Luke Carthy with Afro Drops and basically any of the episodes we've done to do with startups, plus some other great resources that are going to help you take your business into a great first year, basically, and beyond, of course. Um, so do check that out, ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash startup. And if you know someone who's in that situation, please tell them about it too, because I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help as many e-commerce business owners as possible to succeed and thrive with their business. So please do tell the other e-commerce business owners you know, because I would love to help them too. I hope you have a brilliant week and don't forget to keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast.